Patrick Huba here from HubaShow.com. HubaShow.com, HubaShow.com, HubaShow.com. Today is 10-31-2019. It is officially, it's about 3.30 in the morning, officially Halloween 2019. I just made a blog on my website. If you want to check it out, it's HubaShow.com. Go to the section that says my blog or blog. You'll be able to check it out there. And uh, I'll just read it to you here. I'll read it. I'll read the blog to you. And as we, uh, as I go through it, we'll come up with other little thoughts and other little things about Halloween, and uh, we'll see where this little recording takes us. So, welcome to Halloween 2019. You know, why do so many people love this holiday? Everybody loves Halloween. I mean, I've loved it my whole life. It's probably one of my favorite holidays. You know, is it the candy? Is it the thrill of dressing up in a costume? Uh, is it the shaving cream wars? Whatever the reason, the holiday is enjoyed all over by all ages. You know, I was very fortunate to grow up in a lively neighborhood with many other kids my age. Some of them became lifelong childhood friends. Halloween was always a big deal, and we would prepare for it for months in advance. I have many fond memories of walking in the grocery store when I was a kid. You know, we were talking like, you know, mid to late 80s. Uh, you know, when your parents didn't care if you took your bike for, you know, four miles and came back at dusk. Anyway, we would buy shaving cream months in advance. You know, and I have many fine memories of walking in the grocery store, buying a dozen cans of shaving cream long before Halloween arrived. I think at the time a typical can was about a dollar. I think it was Barbasol, original. That's what I liked. I really, I never really cared for these other scents. You got like aloe, and you got mint, and you got... You know, whatever. I like the original. I've always that's what I buy. I still buy it today when I shave. I like it. So anyway, so you know, a typical can was a dollar, and I became an expert modifying shaving cream cans so the shaving cream would shoot out really, really far. All right, we're not talking like three or four feet. We're talking sometimes I got it probably about fifteen feet. You wanted to get you wanted to have you wanted to be able to maximize the distance so that if you were in a shaving cream war, you didn't have to be right on top of people. And I remember getting shaving cream wars with all kinds of people. It was a lot of fun. It's lots of mem- lots of just a lot of great memories of this. And since it's Halloween, we're going to dive right into it here. There were people that I, I remember having shaving cream wars, you know, like my, like my brother would come along with me. I don't think my sister ever did because she was a little younger than us and and shaving cream wars for like the guys, the cool guys, you know. And uh, maybe one of my other friends, Steve or Eric or somebody came along. Anyway, I remember us getting into the shaving cream fight one time. And the guy, the other people, the other group of kids that were walking around, they didn't modify their shaving cream. So we, the tops of them, the shoot far. So they had to be right on top of you. Well, if you don't modify the top of the shaving cream, you know what happens? It comes out real, real slow. And a lot of times, it's because we grew up in upstate New York. A lot of times, when Halloween came around, it was so cold outside. Oh, my God. There were me- And sometimes we had snow. We were trick-or-treating in flurries. It was unbelievable. I think one winter, if I'm not mistaken, I think one time there was, oh, God, maybe like six inches of snow, something like that. You could figure it out, you know, looking at weather um, uh, weather logs and stuff like that. But uh, but back to Halloween, 
you know, we uh, we would modify the shaving cream bottles by sticking a needle into where the shaving cream comes out, not penetrating the can, just putting it in, just resting a needle in where the shaving cream comes out of the bottle on the little uh, plastic part, the little hole. And then we would take a match and we would burn the melt the plastic around the needle. Once it cooled, we pulled the needle out. And if you had a good seal and that little hole was perfect, that shaving cream, you could you could stand back and, and launch that shaving cream 15 or 20 feet with ease. It was wonderful. And that's the advantage that you had to have so you weren't right on top of people. You know, this is back in the day when everybody could run around like a uh, you know, uh, like Speedy Gonzalez and stuff. So we had that, all right? And we came, we were experts at modifying them. We talked about that. Then we, I passed this knowledge on to my other friends, you know, and the friends' friends and stuff like that because this is what you did. We never really got involved with, like, toilet papering homes and trees. There was a lot of that because, let me tell you, where we grew up, Halloween was so big. Oh, my God, it was so big. Everybody, every year, looked forward to it. And if it didn't rain and the weather was nice, it was even bigger and more grand. But I can remember one year where toilet paper was all through the trees. And it does make a nice little effect when you're walking around. It gives you kind of like a, 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 it definitely has a spooky feel to it. There's no doubt about it. It has a spooky, like something you see in a movie. You know, like something you'll probably see on some of the trees and maybe Adam's family. So we have that. And uh, the other thing, too, is, uh, you know, we, one year, my brother and I and a few of our friends made a water balloon slingshot out of medical tubing and a few other things. It was, I don't even know what summer it was. It was sometime in the mid to late 80s, you know, and we got around by our bicycles. Anyway, where we grew up, we had the bike ride, I would say, probably about five or six miles to this medical supply store over in uh, Rotterdam, New York. All right. So we bike ride, you know, there's like five or six of us, and we scrap our money together. I think we had maybe collectively 30 bucks because we called ahead. This is long before the internet. All right. You had to call on the phone, you had to know how to use maps. Um, you know, there was no Google, there was no, hey, let me find my smartphone and, and look up a directory, and there was none of that. So this medical store had t- uh, medical tubing, real stretchy, real, real powerful stuff. So what we did was we went over, we got about 12 feet of medical tubing, all right? And then when we got back, there were a couple other little supplies that we had too, like for handles. We made like handles out of like, I don't know, some paper, not paper towel rolls, but... um. Um, some kind of cloth, and, and, and I think we, we put some kind of a metal in it so the tubes would, would could go on the metal and it would act as a handle, and then we'd wrap some tape around it. So it was kind of like a MacGyver moment, no doubt about it, right? But I'm telling you, we were, we were so good at making stuff because all of our minds collectively, you know, we'd, co- we'd have this task. We'd come up with an idea, and we would just keep modifying it until we felt it was the best idea. Or, or the most, the best way to build it. We would go out and build stuff. It was great. So anyway, because that was all pre-internet. I mean, that's what you did. You just, you know, you built forts and you made things and you just kind of, you played. All right? And you got your mind working. Anyway, we made this water balloon slingshot in the summer 
in the late 80s, probably 87, 89, somewhere in there. And let me tell you something. This was like, this was the equivalent to the Wright brothers going flying for the first time. We put balloons in this thing. We launched them so high in the air you couldn't even see them. And we all had 20-20 vision back then. So one of us, and I forget which one it was. I'm not going to take credit for it because I think it was kind of like a couple of us all in one shot were like, you know what? Hey, instead of water balloons, why don't we put eggs in them around Halloween? So somebody, I think I went in to get a couple of eggs because our parents, none of the parents were home. You know, parents were working. We had the summer off. You know, I grew up with a pool, so everybody was probably coming over swimming, slingshot, or uh, water balloon uh, launching and stuff. So I went in and got a couple of eggs. Let me tell you something. This the the level of danger when you're when you see water balloons if they hit you, it's gonna hurt a little bit, but it's gonna it, it's water. You know, you can get over it. But an egg is like a, a, a it's hard, and it's so fast. And I still, to this day, have no idea. We launched these things so fast in the air, I don't know how they didn't break apart. Especially at takeoff. There was just probably so much G-force, I can't imagine it. I have no idea why it didn't turn into scrambled eggs. Anyway, so we launched these eggs in the air, and we, get this, we have this awesome idea. Oh, my God, Halloween's a few months away, because this was probably like July, because we were all out of school. So we couldn't wait for Halloween that year. And we got a dozen eggs, and during Halloween, when Halloween was kicking off, we, we, we hid in the woods, and we started launching eggs, like, just way up in the air. Some of them hit homes. Some of them just hit the ground. We weren't out to destroy anything. We just wanted to launch these things. And then we started realizing, you know what, this is probably not a good idea. So we stopped after a little while, and we never launched eggs again. We just stuck with uh, the water balloons. But back to the shaving cream, you know, you can, you can, you know, eggs, basically eggs were messy, you know, and we were all young kids having fun, you know, like a scene from Stand By Me. You know, the excitement was short-lived because eggs were just too dangerous at high speed. You know, and we were worried that if the egg came out of the chute when we were pulling it back and it might accidentally hit one of us because it took three people to operate the water balloon slingshot. One on each handle, and then somebody to pull the, the little sack back with whatever um, projectile you had. And 99% of the time, it was water balloons. You know, but man, did we launch those suckers far. Shaving cream was always our go-to during Halloween. You know, because after you have shaving cream wars, we always got excited because the next morning, when all of us got on the bus, you're up high. You know, the seats are up high, way higher than a typical car truck. So we're on the bus, and we get the next morning, we can, when everybody's riding the bus to school, we get a nice look, nice view at all the spots where shaving cream wars took place. And one of the best parts we always got a chuckle out of is seeing swear words still written out on the roads from the night before by kids who thought they were so cool. It's likely some of us wrote those words. And I remember on one Halloween getting covered with shaving cream from head to toe. I think I was with my friend Steve. And it was so cold outside. I mean, it must have been almost zero. And the shaving cream didn't dissipate. When it's real cold outside and you get sprayed with shaving cream, it stays on you 
for a long time. It'll stay on you all night. Until you get home, you know, once you get into a warm home, it kind of starts to evaporate a little more. Anyway, so here we are, far away from the house, probably like maybe a mile and a half, covered in shaving cream. Covered, head to toe. And walking back in the bone-chilling cold like that was an experience that I will never forget. You know, little did I know one day, decades later, I would be writing about it on my blog for others to enjoy. Be talking about it here on my podcast. Because let's face it, everybody loves Halloween. It's There's just something so... I think it brings the youth out in us. It's very important to stay youthful as you get older. I'm not saying don't age. Because some people just don't age. Like I know people from 20, 30 years ago, they look the same now in their 40s that they did in their you know late teens, early 20s. It's really remarkable. Anyway, I don't want to get too off topic with that. But Halloween is so cool. In fact, oh, here, I can't believe I was almost leaving this out. Where I used to live in New York, you know, after I, when I bought my house and stuff, I was on a corner lot. And our neighborhood, not the neighborhood I grew up in, the neighborhood where I purchased my house later on in my adult life. Take a guess how many trick-or-treaters I averaged. And everybody that buys a home in this development is told by neighbors, oh, wait until you, do you like Halloween? That's the first question. I remember some of the neighbors, when they were getting to know me, they said, hey, do you like Halloween? I go, are you kidding me? Do you know how many Halloween stories I have? I said, all right, well, good, because you have never experienced Halloween like you're going to experience Halloween here in the circle. And I said, all right, well, you know, I love Halloween. I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to get all kinds of trick-or-treaters, this, that, and the other thing. Nothing could have prepared me. For the very first time, I had, I think the first year I lived there, I had like three or four hundred trick-or-treaters, if not more. And every year after that, there was only one year. I was there about almost ten years. And every Halloween, every single Halloween, I had about five to seven hundred trick-or-treaters. There was only one Halloween where it, it rained. But by the time everybody was coming out, it was still sprinkling, but it wasn't downpouring. But everything soaked. You know, so if you got a costume that drags a little bit on the on the ground under your feet, or you just uh, you know get crazy and you're wrestling around in the grass with your friends and you know dropping candy and you're picking it up whatever, you don't want to get your costume wet. It's a pain in the butt, for sure. But there were many many Halloweens where I had literally a five gallon bucket full and see. I'm the kind of person, I don't buy, I don't like Skittles. I, I've never liked hard candy. I don't want Smarties. I don't want Skittles. I don't want necklace candy. I always wanted chocolate. Snickers, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, Reese's Pieces, Almond Joys, Mars Bar, not Mars Bars, um, Milky Ways, um, let's see what else, Kit Kats, Hershey Bars. You know, your typical stuff. 
the good, the good candy, the good chocolate, the the, the chocolate that what what you really want as a kid. I don't want ring pops. I don't want to pay. You know, I don't want to go to somebody's house and get like Starburst. I hate Starburst. Never liked them. Don't like Smarties. Don't like Skittles. None of that hard sweet candy. I, I like the typical, you know, the typical stuff. Oh, God, now I want an Almond Joy. God, they're so good. Or a Mounds, those are good too. But anyway, you get my point. So that's what, so when I, I told myself when I got older and I bought a house, I'm only giving away the good chocolate that I always wanted to get in my pillowcase, in my bucket. So that's what I would do. But little did I know, nothing could have prepared me for it. All the advice... All of the people that were smiling and giggling after I bought my house. Oh, you don't know what Halloween's like around here. I welcomed it with open arms. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And you know what else is really great about it? Is is you get to see the excitement in the kids. And you can kind of like relive it a little bit, you know. Because sometimes as you get older, your memories fade. You misremember things. And you just can't capture. You can't recapture that youthful feeling and excitement that you had unless you see it from other kids and it was awesome it was awesome then when i went on to have my own little baby you know halloween was even more special to me because now i could really relive it and and show her the little tricks of the trade and like you know how to like you know get the you know when you go up to somebody's house and how to sweet talk them a little bit and Maybe they'll give you, a, you know, an extra piece of candy. I can remember one year. Oh, my God. This is awesome. I love talking about Halloween. I can remember one year. Actually, do I need a drink? Yeah, that's all right. I'll keep talking. I can remember one year. All right. I don't even know what year this was. This is probably early, very early 90s or very late 80s. And uh, my friend down the street, Eric, we decided, hey, let's go around the day after Halloween. Because a lot of people have excess candy. And they don't want to eat it. Some people buy way too much candy and they don't give it all away. Maybe there's a, a time when you don't have a lot of trick-or-treaters. Whatever the, whatever the reason is. And I highly recommend people doing this. If you're listening to this, give it a try. Because we were young and we thought, hey, what could we tell people so that we would be, we would sound believable? And... As stupid as this sounds, it actually worked. We said, hey, we were out of town. We missed Halloween. We just got back this morning, and we want to go around and trick-or-treat. Do you have any excess? Do you have any leftover candy? You would not believe. You guys, listen. We had, we had more candy going around the following day of Halloween, or the following night of Halloween, than we did any Halloween in our entire life. Never even came close to the amount of candy that we got when we went around the following day. Because let's face it, some people buy so much candy, and maybe maybe Halloween's a dud. Maybe they didn't have a lot of trick or treat. Maybe one year they had a whole bunch of them, and the next year they didn't, and they just overbought. And and most people will, will keep the bucket or the tray there as they invite people over for dinner or they take some to work or whatever. So it's, it's, it's readily available the next day. That's what you guys have to do. You've got to try it. Just do it one time in your life. It was awesome. We had so much candy 
that our bags, and we were probably, we went all over the neighborhood, but I can remember we went to one house, they had real full bars, full sticker bars. I couldn't believe it. We're like, oh, yeah, we were talking about that for months. It was like, oh, yeah, these high rollers, they had these real high, they, or these real, uh, uh, the, the king size Snickers and Milky Ways and Three Musketeers and da 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 da. That was cool. But again, you've got all these fond memories. This is why the holiday is so special and just so, so many people love it and they embrace it. Because not only can you get dressed up, you get, it's almost like you get a free pass once a year. If you want if you, if you to get dressed up as your favorite cartoon character, as your favorite villain, as your favorite person in a movie, you can do it. You can do it and you can do it well and have a great time. So let's just pretend we have a little uh, like a glass of wine right here. We'll do a little toast to Halloween 2019. Everybody be safe. Enjoy trick-or-treating. Fill your bags up with candy. Fill your buckets up with candy. Enjoy trick-or-treating. Make memories and have a great day and a great night. Be safe.